Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Make check one, two. You know what it is. It's the podcast that keeps you coming back week after week, day after day, and by golly, year after year. Episode 96, we come in like a hot cup of pancakes and some serious syrup <laughs> in the side. <laughs> It's those free podcasts you love to hate, those guys with explicit views, those guys who make you choose no other station but right here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, us, it's us free. It's Darren, Jamie, and Keir. What's happening, fellas? That was a good one. That was a, that was that a, was a good one. That I, was definitely uh, the longest so far. That was one of my favourites. Did you, did uh, you write that? that? Did you work on that? No, that was straight off nah, the top. You could, tell, you could tell that was off the top. You could, you could tell, tell in your face. Yeah, you can tell the authenticity. Mm-hmm. Is it because you've had a wee whiskey? No, not yet. I'm just pouring a dram at the moment. I've got this. Uh, I got gifted this Auchentoshin. Um, All right, okay. your, your land is uh, Scotland. Is this because we were talking about Kerr's whiskey tours last week? Aye, aye. So <laughs> I got this and uh, let's see how it pours, shall we? Oh, gosh. Can you hear that, that crackle? You can that taste, that, taste, taste that peat. Um, <laughs> can you hear the nose on it? A single malt scotch is lovely. It goes down like a dream, let me tell you. It's a whiskey connoisseur like myself. Usually if it's not a Laphroaig, I wouldn't even put it near my mouth. <laughs> but this is good stuff. I've just got a uh, your beers care. Oh, nice. I don't <laughs> <laughs> drink away. Is that all you had in the house, does? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I was like, I've got no beers. And then I was like, well, they're all packaged up from the lovely folk at Brewdog to care with care's name on them. So... I've I've dipped into them. What, uh, what what wines are they? Taz, which see see, <laughs> Brewdog have probably had fucking weeks and weeks of promotion on this for a company for a company that we're, we're more than indifferent towards. <laughs> They've really fucking got their bang for the buck by booking this for this thing. Uh, I don't really know what ones they are, Jamie. Mate. They it just tastes like the mad normal like I. IPA one. I think not, it is that not the lager one. Hazy Jane. That's what I've got. Is that what you've got? <laughs> so I'm on my second can of Hazy Jane. How yeah, many? And I've got uh, a, a little smorgasbord of various. I thought there was only like one type of. I think it just. I thought it said one one box of just the same, but looks there's at least four, and it's, right, it's quite okay. hard to get into the box because it's 
very, very well packed. Right. Uh, so at least four types. We were going to save this to episode 100, but here at the Laugh on this podcast headquarters, we just, sometimes when the motion takes us, we just, we just go with the flow and we've decided to bring you what quite could possibly be one of the best TV shows ever made if if they had been given the green light, but but it was not. It was not given any any sort not, of light. Not, not as of yet. Not, <laughs> not as of this podcast being recorded. A straight red light, actually. Nearly passed its driving test. We should, we'll right. see. You never know, like with with the Scotland song and stuff. Remember that was just just something that happened on the podcast. And look at that. That was a, a real life thing that actually did happen. Oh my god, I th- I can sense us going low key viral, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Interview in the, in, on the nine next week. So care, so care. Tell us what happened with the. With the well, we were just sitting having a drink. And I was having some contortion. and next day I woke up and there was like seven or eight messages, and we just went totally low key viral. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a bit, a bit of background for those who are just tuning in because we, we we get new listeners by the boatload here and we always recommend you go back to the start and, and, and try and figure out what's going on. But if you've not joined us before, basically, Jamie and I wrote a script. Long story short, Channel 4 gave us some cash to go and, and make that script, make it into a reality. A script uh, like, was obviously based on was based on the book that Jamie wrote Jamie as well, wrote. Which, which you can I, still buy. So... The, the yeah. script, the only, the, we only wrote this first episode and it was about a time, I think I was 19, so maybe like 13 years ago it's happened and I was out busking and wishing I'd get my, my money next for folk came up and asked if I would sing the sash. I wasn't trying to make a big deal, trying to say a kick with the other foot or anything like that, I was just trying to say, oh, I, I don't know how to play it, which actually did, but anyway, they kept asking and they... The next my money, it was to Jakey's Fuishi, and then it went to court and that sort of thing. So I wrote the story, but the 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 company I originally wanted it to be based the series on us and us us being it, like kind of, I don't know, but I I, I just wasn't for that. So in this, the, there's characters who are loosely based on definitely I, you I, two. There's a busker Fuishi and his pal who's a, a DJ. Uh, <laughs> a aspiring rapper or whatever uh, is very confident and maybe the, the protagonist is a, a lovable waster a, a lovable rogue <laughs> aye and, and aye they're loosely based on us aye, I mean the, the original script was was more about a band and there was like they were they were gigging and all that stuff but then we had to change that as well because it was not too relatable to people apparently because there's not a lot of people in bands so they thought there was much more people that are buskers just, just, and, just and DJs and friends <laughs> but, but, uh, aye, so that, that was that was the plan and aye, they gave us some dough to go and write this script we didn't know how to write a script the first thing we'd done was we booked a log cabin and log woman and, and googled how to write script and, and this is kind of the result of it. Funny enough, just before we come on the cast there, one of the things that we had to do is you, you need to write a treatment for it as well as the episode. So that treatment consists of like, you know, what will the other six episodes in the series be? What will happen? Should that be season? read out first? Maybe, I I to, to give you a kind of over, an overview of what it is, like what happens if it goes to series two. Uh, and I also found for an extra bit of bonus juice, I <laughs> recorded a kind of audio trailer for it that well it went out with the the, the script and 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 the press pack i a press pack you you would also you could play this which would have been like 
I assumed at the time, which would have blown the producer's mind. <laughs> Whoa, this guy can record, record audio. <laughs> record audio. Have you got it there? I've got it right here, and I'll play that. So this the introduction. It's a real, it's a real slobber knocker of a cast. Don't be surprised, folks at home, if this gets broken into a seven-parter. The series is called. It was going to be called, or will still be called, if it ever happens. It's going to be called Class. Yes. Which is uh, everyone knows our first album as well. So I mean, number ninety-eight in the charts. Number ninety-eight in the charts. Exactly. Uh, all of this stuff just comes right back. You can trace it all back. Like a, if you're a fine detective, you could trace it all back. Listen, before we jump into this, I'd just like to say there is a Patreon there. If you're sitting in and you're going, wow, this has got to be made, feel free to donate <laughs> a few thousand pounds. The more thousands of pounds we get, the more chance we've got of making this. I reckon we can make this easy for 110,000. So is this went down because it went down quite a bit since a couple of weeks ago then. Yeah, no, I was just being realistic. I was doing I was running the numbers and it would have been uh, we, we, we could pull in. We we could do it if, if we had to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we we could we could act Yeah, you're right, we we could play those parts. I just like see the extra agency I'm with just before we get into this. Is it a do you know of a series called Crime? Crime? Yeah, there. No. Uh, Very on the nose. Uh, just it's a ma- massive, <laughs> massive production, but there's a featured part for a crackhead, which I've got asked if I wanted today. Right, Must be right. happy with smoking fake herbal cigarettes on set. <laughs> would, would this and be a, would this be a chicken picture. roller? What an honour! Uh, I think it's like it'd be it'd be five hundred quid aye, if I get picked. So I think they're going to send over a a, a couple of kind of. Lines that I would need to like record. Right, pipes. You saying about right? Okay. Well, you've got your audio yeah. set up now, so it should be shooting in. <laughs> My selfie <laughs> light. <laughs> you've got your selfie light. It really sells itself. <laughs> that what an honour to be asked to be a crackhead. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> I'll be well for it. I know totally. Crack on, brother. Should I read the treatment and then we'll play the audio and then from there we can see how we go about starting to get into the script. What do you think? Go for it. Aye, aye, good idea. If that's going to give people a, a much more cohesive overview of it, then then do that. Right, okay, the foreword. This would have been what came with the treatment in the script. So The first sentence. Right, okay. We're cooking with some serious gas. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here it is. All right, what's happening? My name's Freddie, and I'm a 20-year-old sutton or other. I like to think of myself as some sort of wandering nomad character. 
a romantic vagabond musician. But the truth is, I still stay in my mum above this wild boozer in Wisha, central Scotland. Wisha's probably most famous for the old steelworks and having the world's biggest E. coli outbreak. Unbelievably, I actually get fired from that very butcher's post-outbreak. Can you imagine how bad you need to be to get fired from a job literally nobody wants? I'm not that good at the old employment game, to be honest. And the music's probably my main source of income, and that's a bit of a stretch. My mom tells us that my heart's in the right place, but my head's in the wrong planet. She's increasingly telling me that I'm turning out mere and mere like my dad. I like to assume there's some sort of good in that. After all, she stuck by him for long enough. But who am I kidding? I'll be leaving though, they can't. Despite the levels of despair, the Wishites are a resilient and humorous tribe, and there's wisdom to be found in every corner. They say some people feel the rain, while others just get wet. Well, either way, I'm still fucking soaking. <laughs> Welcome to Wisha. You'll find it charmingly uninviting. Definitely a lot more uh, serious sounding than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not some sort of jovial <laughs> kick around. This was hard hitting, hard hitting shit. <laughs> I thought it was more like like the in-betweeners or something. <laughs> see, to be fair, see, like, it sounded like a, a serious drama there, didn't it? It was like skins or something. Actually, listening to that back for the first time since we recorded it, it struck me like that as well. There, I think because we never really knew what we were doing, I think we were kind of stuck between it being serious and then right, if you read right. some of the script, it's really jovial. Right, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? So I'm sure if, if it had went to the next stage, it would have been pulled closer together and, and, mm-hmm. and a bit more cohesive. But I've just looked at the first page of the script for the first time. About a year or something, that's mental. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the the intro. That would have been like, that would have pulled you in. Aye, so here we go. Class is an anarchic comedy full of raucous tales about Freddy and his gang of friends trying to <laughs> navigate their way out of the small town of Wisher. It's about breaking free from a life that your class and background have predetermined for you but the heartbreak of realising the reality won't allow you to dream. It's growing up in the forgotten land and doing the common things in an uncommon way. It's a complex relationship between a mother and son and the ever-casting shadow of an absent father. God, it is dark. <laughs> it's a serious film with pathos. Another, like, that word's put in there and I don't think Jamie or I know what pathos means. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it is. Sounds good anyway. Sounds but it's, but good. It's, fill, it's filled with it though. Aye. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is it's filled with <laughs> Bethos adventure and laugh out like comedy and a big brackets Scottish heart but most of all it's unfiltered honest truth take a tip to wish <laughs> follow the lives of the bold wishites and see how the other half live cemented family and realism the town plays just the biggest part as any of the characters do and most of these stories were written themselves into local folklore the series ex- explores the familiar cosmic weirdness of things that can only happen in post-industrial drinking town with a big fishing problem. The misquote, <laughs> <laughs> to misquote a, a, a mildly famous saying, you can't really take the four out of Wisher. 
Are you sure as shite can't take wish it out the folk? And then there's a quote from me. It says, Class is the most positive word in the wishy dictionary. It's an informal adjective used frequently to express approval or delight. It also strongly represents the inherent gulf between rich and poor, which is evident throughout the world of wishy. Class is a word we feel not only defines the show, but also what we've personally experienced and lived through. Fucking hell, it's dark as fuck. <laughs> I might be annoyed because uh, all my quotes were attributed to Kerakan. <laughs> <laughs> that one does read like a quote I would have wrote. Oh. Uh, there's a quote here. <laughs> no, there's one from you here. Charmingly uninviting where the cold heat hardens the softest blows. There's some good pictures in here as well. Oh shit, and then there's like backgrounds. Well, there we go. Before we even get into it, that's quite cool. We'll, we'll get into the characters and the wee bit about them, right? So, Freddie is a 20-year-old, a singer-songwriter with nothing to show for his talent. Free-spirited, curious, reckless, but with his head and heart, but sorry, with his heart firmly cemented in the right place. Disheveled and scruffy in appearance, Freddie often finds himself in bizarre and ridiculous scenarios. Anything from being seduced by a flirtatious old grannies to finding creative ways to pay off his tick bill. The two constants in Freddie's life are music and Rona, his mother. Oh, that's right. We made Rona the mother. Like, she's a massive part in this, isn't she? Aye. And sadly, they don't always get along. Freddie doesn't have a regular job due to his musical ambitions, preferring to bush in the wishy Main Street to earn a crust. Forever romanticising tales of his absent father. Embrace the local... <laughs> Embrace the local nickname of Johnny Hash. <laughs> That's right, Freddy's called Johnny Hash. Next, Johnny Hash. Next stop, Folsom Prison. So this next character is called Rona. She's 52 and is Freddy's mother. Um, Freddy's mum. Rona tries to be level-headed, easygoing and positive, but due to Freddy's misadventures, she mainly shows her menopausal side. Overprotective, sharp-tongued and nosy. She works at the local job centre with the irony of having an unemployed son who's not lost in her. Speaks a million miles a minute, full of questions with her own answers and no woman is good enough for her boy. Rona will play a big part in the series. She keeps a sharp eye on Freddy and recognises that if it's to achieve anything in life, she's going to have to be there all the way. Her greatest fear is that Freddy will turn out like his dreamer of a father. If so, just like his dad, Freddy's ambitions of being a singer will have to go. So already you're starting to kind of get a bit of a picture of what's going on here. You've got this dreamer, this Johnny Hash character, head in the clouds, and you've got this mother that's already been through it with her husband. If I don't, I don't know if you've maybe got the full background on what was there going to be a, a reason why why his father was absent? Like, did he go? I, I think he was going to come back in at near the end. As as the treatment will show when we go into right, different okay. different okay. episodes. There's quite a big twist, let me tell you. All right, okay. Um, quite the quite the the usual suspects Kaiser <laughs> Soze moment, let me tell you. So it's with uh, it's it's it wouldn't be a push to say that already within a two characters and an intro, an audio intro, you're starting to get a picture that we could have been on it something pretty special <laughs> here. Okay, I'm going to read Donny, the guy is based on Kerry Buckle looking at it. You need to read it, but. So this is the character of Donnie. So you've got quite a bit of background. There's a lot to unpick. It's it's an onion with many, many layers, as you can imagine. The mum's obviously been through it with the dad so much and, and she's obviously got love for him because she's stuck by him. But as the episodes will show, that was the wrong move. Or was it? Or was it? <laughs> so this is Donnie. He's 20 years old and he's, I suppose he was 
Aye, roughly based on an exaggerated version. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We're just looking at this bit here where it says eccentric Turkish family. <laughs> Loosely based on you. Like, you do Freddy's best mate slash sidekick. In contrast to Freddy, Donnie is trendy. <laughs> Donnie is trendy and presents himself well. Currently committed to his career as a local uh, a local radio DJ. He believes he holds the ears and hearts of the nation. Full of confidence, brackets, to the outside world. He's a self-proclaimed voice of wishy. Constantly on the quest to up his social media following. <laughs> with his set sight on becoming an influencer and getting loads of free shit. <laughs> Donnie's dream is to make it, whatever that means. He just wants to be a success at something, anything. Growing up in pale face, whitewash wishy, it's hard enough. But add in your eccentric Turkish family to the mix, <laughs> and it's never going to be an easy ride. <laughs> is that like, like pushing the? There's a bit of the family because I think it deals with racism. Aye, 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 that's right. There's a massive episode about racism <laughs> in it. Donnie has tried incredibly hard to keep his roots in the down in the download from the wider public. But with his dad taking over as a local kebab shop in town and his cousin opening a new Turkish barber's right in the main street, how will he manage to keep it under wraps? Yeah, fucking hell, there was so much scope for this, man. So I think I think that... Here's new... new. Before, we, before we get the, the reason, the reason that, that all went there, because this was like, this was like draft fucking 17 that started to come about. Like, we'd get told that it was, it wasn't diverse enough. You know the, the the story, so we had to like, and because obviously I'm half Turkish, I could I felt fine launching that and shoehorning that in there. <laughs> so, so that was a that was a diverse bit, right? Go for Neil. Neil has big city aspirations and is desperate to move to Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> He's even started to develop that fucking accent in preparation. The most educated of the group and the only one that went to uni. He's got a degree and he loves to talk about it. <laughs> Neil plays by the rules and the most is the most sensible member of the gang. He likes to think of himself as a class above. He just started a job as a teaching assistant at his old primary school, which proves to be a constant source of humiliation. Forever trying and failing to impress the opposite sex with his book smarts and accolades. <laughs> Neil is a right tight ass <laughs> with his money. <laughs> The type to let you get the drinks in while well, he gets the cheers. So having a scrounging friend like Freddie drives him nuts. <laughs> Class. So the next, the next one is uh, is the is this the, the love the love the love interest? The, the love interest. This is Francesca. She's a, she is a twenty one year old. Francesca wants to be the next first minister of Scotland. She's articulate, smart, and kind hearted. An activist for each and every cause in the town of Wisha. She was at school with Freddie, albeit a couple years above, and there's always been a spark there. However, it's never quite happened. Her friends tell her Freddie's not the one for her, but her heart begs to differ. On paper, they shouldn't work, but when they get together, it's undeniable. <laughs> she loves the way Freddie looks at the world and how he embraces the small things in life. <laughs> Francesca lives in the fancy houses in the outskirts of town with her mum and dad, who <laughs> <laughs> suffers from muscular <laughs> dystrophy. <laughs> Why the fuck did we put that? I'll be trying to get the sort of the sort of like more disability inclusive. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> no, I, I think it was because she was so so caring. 
totally. Why have you went into so uh, so much detail on the? Area? I get. I think every character had to have a bit of a uh, conflict. I think right, so. Okay, was, wasn't he? Wasn't he great for them? Right, so. Okay. so muscular dystrophy. <laughs> A disorder that severely impairs his physical abilities but leaves his mind sharp. She splits her time between working for a local MP as a receptionist and caring for her father. <laughs> right, now this character here is is the next one's uh he's quite a prominent character in, in the, the band's like fucking story as well. He's the he's the guy on the album cover of class and completely based kind of true to life. On, on the real man himself. Am I right in saying that, Jamie? Uh, aye, aye. I will just Reach try to make him that... Uh, so, this is my old pal that died a few years ago. So, uh, just going to call him Yad, uh, which was Brian Yardley's nickname. So we've got half hippie, half hard man, a wise old head that's been around the block and not only brought all the T-shirts, not only bought all the T-shirts, but dealt on them as well. He added a soft spot for Freddy and acts as his Mr Miyagi throughout the series, seemingly always popping up at the right time to show Freddy the lay of the land. Unbeknownst to both, in Freddy's search for a father figure, Brian often assumes the role, but with an extremely crazy past, Rona is less than impressed when Freddy inhales some of Brian's quote-unquote wisdom. So if you can imagine... Like other TV shows do as well, there's always like that kind of character, like especially like an American one that like that comes in and gives like. In fact, I fucking watched uh, that Adam Sandler film the other night, Hustle. It's called, and I knew before I even put it on what it was going to be about. Obviously, it's about basketball, but I knew there'd be some sort of like coach character, coach Carter type character in it who would come and like, you really want this? You gotta try. You gotta work <laughs> like that. Yeah, there'll be the kind of guy that'll come in in a Scottish sense and kind of give Freddy the show him the right path or at least at least deal him the options of here's how it could be if you choose A or B so he I, I think I he'd done he'd done everything before so was saying don't do this I think that was going to be his aye but I'm sure I'm sure he's in this first episode he is he is he is I can't remember where but I'm sure he is god there's so, quite a lot of characters here aren't there Aye, which is fucking full on, bro. It's the full universe? What world building? <laughs> uh, we've only got three more characters. Three more, more main characters. Three more to read. So we've got Shona here, who that's Francesca's best pal. Best friends with Francesca, but with, strong, but with a strong distaste for Freddy. Shona is an outsider and she wants to keep it that way. She's defensive, closed off and considerably mean, meaner uh, spirited than most, who bears the brunt of her own insecurities. Shona's a virgin, <laughs> with rumours circulating for a while now that she'd like to be a lot more than just friends with Francesca. Oh, shit. More, di- more, more diversity. Oh, exactly. <laughs> she works at the local bingo hall and struggles to find the ambition of some of her peers. As the season progresses, we see a softer side to Shona, who has had some tough home life looking after her younger siblings and a mother who has a drinking problem. <laughs> she can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> this whole place is fucked. Uh, next, next up who we got next up we've got Etta who's 82 she is also based on uh, another old friend of mine who died a lovely woman so oh, is Etta dead really uh, she dead? died at uh, the start of Covid um, from Covid she was in a home I'm sure but I think it was just I, I don't know I don't know we can dedicate the first episode to her and Yad if it gets made by the crowdfunder 
Etta looks like butter wouldn't melt in her mouth, but she's a nippy wee sweetie, always dolled up with her red lipstick on and her hair freshly set from the salon. She adores Freddy, not so much Donnie, <laughs> and is often found harmlessly flirting with him when he's busking on Wishing Main Street, fiercely protective of the youth and loves a wee gossip with him. She leads a, ga- a gaggle of walking stick yielding older women, each one deafer than the next. <laughs> I think she she had a wee group where all the time. I think that's the. Uh, she had a, her own wee gang. Uh, old woman. Aye, there's there's episodes, but she she was quite a jovial character, but at the same time, kind of right on the money and funny as fuck. And the last two epi- the last two characters we've got here are uh, the, the town's police officers. Or these they're a fucking pair of idiots. Uh, police officers McArdle and Clark. Two very small. <laughs> it's really, it's really important that you know how small they are because they keep getting ripped for being small all the time. <laughs> Two very small police officers, known locally as the short arm of the law, <laughs> Officer Stewart and Lieutenant Little, the pen and teller of the police world. The way the criminals seem to disappear on them. They've watched one too many bad eighties cop movies and are easily thrown by off the scent in a chase. More concerned with trying to be funny and light than actually doing any real police work. Often on Freddy's case. Aye, that makes it like a. It become, they make it much more slapstick, I'm sure, don't they? They're the just aye. being pish at every, every occasion. <laughs> so uh, should we read the script or read what the other episodes have got to be? Cause... i tell you what we'll do. We'll read the the outline of the, of episode one. Series one, which we'll, we'll probably get to you next week. Of, because I was going to get more than one series. Alright, so it's, uh, so it's series one. <laughs> series one. one. So and, and, and we series... did we did have to have a, a, a brief line of what series two the series arc would have been if if it a hundred percent. There's a whole bit. That's part of the treatment where it would have went and all that. Like it's uh, <laughs> this was a big operation. So uh, there's an episode called Donor Kebab. <laughs> Donor Kebab. <laughs> Donor Kebab. Sorry, there's episode names are great, man. Wish on wheels, the zoo of wildness. Um. Fear and loathing and wisha. So this this episode here is called uh, Which Way's Westy Wishy? Just before you start, I also remember see just quickly looking at this, like we had a I mind like kinda sending there's a list somewhere like uh, songs that I, I would like to have been in that were kinda local and I've, still, like, I've still got them. Teenage teenage fan club and Hamish Imlack and I've still got uh, them, man. It's called the Class Aye, aye, I, we can, I can show you a bit of how, how it would have sounded, the sounds of class it was called. There's a bit on this, actually, it's, it's uh, if you click on Spotify, it's a link and it says, listen to the sounds of class. Um, and there's a bit of it, how they speak, the dialect and all that. I mean, it was fucking... Would this be something, um, if people subscribe to the Patreon, you could put on? Great idea. If you subscribe to the Patreon, we, we'll fire up the, the, full... the playlist for you and a deck at the treatment. I, I, with a, with a year and a half that we had to sign exclusive with this company and we go next thing because we don't know anybody else and that year and a half's up now so if anybody would like to pay a few quid then we'll show you. Which way is what? Am I allowed to say that? That's, that's me on Elvis just now so I don't know if I was allowed. I, we're not, we're not on a ND anymore. Obviously if anybody steals any of the content we will, we have we have lawyers like you wouldn't believe. So the the, <laughs> the long a, arm of the law. <laughs> exactly. We have a whole team of people here at LaFontaine's HQ that will sue you beyond belief. So episode one, which way is Westy Wishy? Last chances don't come with warnings. Freddy's antics of late have proved a cause for concern, and his mum Rona isn't shy in reminding him. 
seems to be following in the footsteps of his dad and this is no good thing. In a desperate attempt to jilt her boy into assuming some sort of responsibility, she entrusts him with the task of buying a present for his auntie's wedding. Having spent the money his mum gave him in a gift for another wild night out, Freddy's on the quest to earn the cash back and a race against time. He takes to the streets to busk. Music's always been his lifeline. Unfortunately, as ever, nothing quite goes to plan and he's sidetracked by some flirty old grannies, sectarian junkies who steal his money and some moronic time-wasting policemen. But will Freddy get the money back in time for the auntie's wedding or does he face a similar exile from the family into his quasi-alcoholic obscurity? <laughs> just like his dad. <laughs> You're just like your father. <laughs> I remember when we were writing this kid, there was a lot that I was like, I had to keep reminding myself that this is just a character and it's no... I mind when we were writing the script, I was like, but I wouldn't say that. And then aye, aye, aye. This, this, this isn't in like oh, really? trying to separate. I the, the hardest part is like, obviously it's a comedy, but the it's like no every line can be a joke. Aye, because it actually I mean? has to like progress the story or whatever, and actually the story like... has to keep going, and like nobody talks. Like every line is Aye. is a pure zinger. Um, <laughs> I think and we had to work hard to stop it. <laughs> I think Aye. like in, in some of those like American <laughs> sitcoms, though, they, they almost time it to like every twelve seconds or every whatever seconds there has to be a joke. Yeah, well, even we were getting taught that like every every kind of whatever minute is, because like... because every like page is a minute. Right. Okay. So there has to be like. It has to keep progressing quite quick. I through it. Get uh, it sounds like a funny sentence to say it loud, but I'm sure we get told we had to stop being as funny. <laughs> we did. Uh, we get told we, we get told that it was like it was it was, <laughs> it was too funny. It was too funny. And then it's so then it we was, it was getting, it was getting we we're trying not to be like Mrs. Brown's boys and that, but you end up natural hang is to write a, a daft thing and then we did I but to make it that wasn't so uh, they kept saying gag <laughs> like take it take some of the gags out of it because we ended up going too far where it was sort of like maybe they would fucking stand in a rake or look at a hose and water would come out it was like that sort of can't go that <laughs> way Physi- physical it. comedy <laughs> so I yeah. even mentioned that the last couple of podcasts aye like hoses and rakes <laughs> <laughs> just how we think it's hilarious next week we can jump into the well, the, the, the listeners, the listeners can get, definitely give us some feedback. Is this something that you're interested in hearing, or well, folk can let us listen, know? I think I can speak <laughs> quite openly for the, speak for the, the listeners when I when I say that they'll most certainly want to hear more of this. This is <laughs> the, the even, edge of the seat. <laughs> they'll be sitting counting down the hours until Pull next the car Tuesday. Over. <laughs> so winding back. Can we quite read the, the rest of the episodes or or the script? No, because I think we need to write the script, read the script, and then come back and read the rest of the episode. I think so, man. I think I think that makes, be like, makes more sense. Because then, no, then no, people will read about the script and see how long it takes. That we can decide because we're, we're going to be laughed out very soon. <laughs> Once we start, imagine we're going to. Well, you want to give them a, a, a an open page taster? Eh. Is that what you're saying? That, I can. That I can might feel, be nice. Okay. I can feel like you're you're, you're starting to jump in your boots. You're so excited to, to share it. Right, fine. Let's read them one page then. You've twisted my arm. Right. Right, first will page. I, will I be the narrator? Yeah, you be, you be, yes, exactly. So since I didn't write any of the so, dialogue or anything, but so I, can, I can be the narrator. You, you basically, you read all the, like, the, the scene setter. This isn't my first script read, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kurt, will you be road here then, or...? 
I'll be, you be Freddie and I'll be Rona. Uh, I won't be doing an accent. Okay, Daz, you need to read the uh, actions and stuff. Yep, yep, that, that's right. Well. That's what I'll do. So I'll read the action and I'll be, well, yeah. I, well I won't see what it says here, Freddie brackets hungover. I, yeah, you I'll, do that, I'll, eh? I'll start off with that. Right, okay. I don't, I don't, that again, I've never heard a script reading, so we don't know how We'll just make it up. I don't know. Okay. Okay, cool. Right. Action. <laughs> INT means interior. Uh, Here, as I said, (laughs) as I said, it's not my first audition. This is why we didn't get you involved. Ah, Okay, it's too experienced. (laughs) 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 All those years treading the boards. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and sorry, what was it? Get into internal. Uh, so INT means like interior, and interior, EXT sorry. means exterior. Exter- okay, okay. So, so inside the house. Okay. Interior, Freddy's bedroom, 10.04 in the morning. There's a full ashtray, empty bottles of beer, pizza box at the bottom of the bed, a mobile phone. Anyway, sorry, it. sorry, can I just say, I'm excited as hell to read this. <laughs> I'm excited as hell. Sorry, right, I, I'm feeling like we should just do it all, but we shouldn't, it's too long. Right, quick, keep going. Just, should we read the first, the opening act then? I'm going to read one or two. And then, what do you think, Daz? Just, we'll we'll start. Open right, let's go. Sorry. Again, we're going to be very laughed out at the minute, and then the dopamine levels are going to crash, obviously, eventually. So, true. There go. Action. (laughs) Uh, Interior, Freddy's bedroom, 10.04 in the morning. There's an ashtray, empty bottles of beer, pizza box at the bottom of the bed, a mobile phone rings. Freddy, 20, dishevelled, free spirited, and curious, is woken from his slumber. Uh, hello? Rona, 52, Freddy's mum, sharp-tongued and takes no snash from anyone. <laughs> Full of questions with her own answers. Calling Freddy from her work, the job centre. The action cut be- cuts between Freddy's bedroom and Rona's work. Oh, son, how are you doing? Uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm alright. Where, where are you? Wait, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in my bed, huh? How? <laughs> because I've not seen you in days and you've been tripping in the oils of the bloody night. Have you been eating? I, 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 Have you been washing? Uh, well, as much as always. Have you spoke to your gran? Linda from, Linda from Spin was saying that. <laughs> Have you spoke to your gran? As, a, as another character, Linda from Spin. Hi, Linda. Linda, somebody that you always hear about, but you'll never see her. Have you spoke to your gran? Linda from Spin was saying how her dogs weren't well and she's seen, seen that photo of you on that Facebook. Who was that you were with? Is that your bird? No, what? No, no, no! I've not spoke to my. Who's Linda? Who's Linda? Who's spelling? What the fuck she doing on my Facebook? Well, I'm off. Sorry, son. I'm just checking up on my wee lamb. <laughs> but he's obviously <laughs> too busy with his new fancy moment to have a conversation with his old ma. And Linda's my pal for spin class. The one I was telling you about, the Tory with the cleft palate. <laughs> <laughs> it's ten. ten it's ten in the morning, mum. I've just got you. Phone it talk shite about Tories with Cliff Ballots. I'm calling to, I'm calling to mind you to pick up the John Lewis vouchers for your Aunt Margaret's wedding tonight. You better not be letting me do it again, Freddy. <laughs> you know you're on your last leg with me, son. Cut to flashback of the night before. Freddy's in a pub waving two fifty pound notes, buying all the regular old boys' drinks, ordering doubles and sh- back to <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do, Mum. I've still got your money here. I'm, I'm not stupid, I'll go and get them this afternoon. Right, good. That's one last thing I need to worry about. I'll see you tonight at about seven. 
and tell her we girlfriend to yours to make her own way there. And, and there's no chance I'm putting her name in the card. <laughs> Mum, I've, I've not got a girlfriend. I don't know what you're talking about. Rona cuts the phone off. Title card. Class. So that's a wee taster. A wee taster that kind of what you can expect if you ever... Must say, uh, it was a, a very convincing performance as Freddy there, Jamie. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I must. I must. I, say, I think. I, I think wasn't, that, that's... I wasn't too impressed with my Rona performance. I have to say, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind to revisit that one. I have to. Have a, a yeah, didn't, have, didn't have enough time to do your method. Yeah. yeah. I think here. Uh, I wrote most of uh, Rona's parts. I think because I was trying to again. Try, like, my mum's absolutely lovely in every way, but I was trying to what to say, right? What you know, sort of thing. Totally. Yeah. Well, you, from, from when, it gets, when, it gets to, when it gets to Donnie, you're going to... Uh, hey, you're going to kill it there. <laughs> you just tune uh, in next uh, week, fellas. He opens the Gregs and all that. Oh, that's right, man. He's fucked. He's a local <laughs> DJ. He opens Greg. Cuts the ribbon and all that. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, that's the... That's the kind of fucking shit we were up to in lockdown. And uh, needless to say, Jordan Peele, if you're out there, feel free to come and direct. So I mean, listen. I think, ah. So that's that's what we're up to at lockdown, and that's that's your first taste of class. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, feel free to hit us up on the message boards and and let us know. And genuinely, I can see this. I can see this going pretty low key viral. So, <laughs> I'm strapping. And and I'm I'm strapping myself and, into what's the come. <laughs> James Franco is Freddy. That was going to be the next thing. Uh, the, the folk fair, like the production company, were going to come up to us here for a week and get like an idea for locations and that. We're going to have to start looking at actors and all that. <laughs> yeah. Doing auditions? <laughs> that would have been amazing, man. Doing auditions for that would have been absolutely amazing. Anyway, back to back to real life and and not our, our creative ways. That was the, the obviously the opening scene, but next week we'll we'll smash the full episode one. Full script, uh, and then we'll give you a, a bit of the other episodes and, and where it was going from there. But give us a week, a week to learn our lines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can really get into that. Right? <laughs> I can go, go back out busking to get to the, <laughs> the frame of mind. I've got my deck suit. Uh, so me and Dad, we're uh, we're both away tomorrow. Uh, well, I see you at the, the pre dog bar at the right foot. Dog bar. <laughs> That's me on the Clockwork Tangerine, which is, uh, seems to be the nicest one. You looking forward to your your trip, Kofi? I I got some new running trainers today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went out for my first run in about five weeks or some. So the um, the back's fully healed then. Well, it seems to be because the doctor says <laughs> it seemed all right. Well, I've just kind of assumed well, it must be all right. Well, then. I mean, yeah. he was right. I had doctor's orders. <laughs> it's on the heat. <laughs> I, I, it feels alright. Uh, I need to get back into it because yeah, I've done a couple of miles a night and it was amazing. I absolutely loved loved it. I just uh, I was listening to Blink One Eight Two album, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and it was a really nice uh, sunset and stuff. And Very nice man. I am looking forward to going to Lithuania more than going for a jog. Sounds good, man. It's probably probably my favourite pop punk album by far. Not a bad uh, It's a smasher. Uh, today, I uh, didn't have to go to work this week, which is good because I wasn't going to be there, but they <laughs> won't let me know. So, 
But didn't he need? But didn't he need you anyway? Ah, <laughs> yeah, that was amazing though because I keep like saying ninety shifts when I don't want to be doing it. But anyway, as it says, I don't need you in this week. So I've been. Uh, well, I've wrote a, a wee song of the day. If you'd like to hear it, I think it could be a good a good day. Uh, Song for us. Good stuff, man. Fucking hell, the patrons and the listeners, the free listeners especially, must be counting the lucky, the lucky know, chickens. A script yeah. and a free bit of audio, audio treatment. Not Come on. I've, I've had a, a wee Howden's joinery notebook the last few weeks, and I've just been it's easy to carry a pen, paper in my pocket, and it is to go into my phone and write it in the notes or whatever. I can just do mm-hmm. it rapidly. Cool. A pen. Again, nobody can read my handwriting, but That's nice. Yeah. So. I thought no worries, Stephen. Maybe this is the the, the uh, clockwork on speaking, but I thought I could try and do a song every week, and then you could say I or not, and then that's, folk that listening to the podcast could go. Uh, no, I keep doing that. The only, the only thing I've ever thought about this is like when I hear because obviously in the sort of uh, definitely with, with all music now, but definitely more so within the sort of rap community, like people leaking snippets <laughs> of songs is really really popular. And people are almost using it as a way to like test it. Like if someone posts a snippet and people go, "Oh, that's that's class," then they'll release that song. But I've always thought like there's there's nothing stopping someone just to go recreate the song and release it before them. <laughs> so, but, no, no, no. Yeah. It, it, it's, I don't I don't think it's ever happened. But I always think of that. There's a few ones that I've seen. I was like, "Fuck, that's amazing." And then it's never come out. I was like, "Well, why didn't Can't I just?" Step up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well. I know that this little ditty is 100% original and there's never been anything that sounded like this in, in well, history. Of... That could be almost the reason not to let anyone hear it, but, but, I, I, but I want to hear it, so uh, so go for it. <laughs> you guys want to hear it? You guys want to hear here's, here's one I prepared earlier. Go for it, mate. Uh, I've just been playing this in the last uh, couple of years. I kind of wrote it the other week when um, I was taking all the pills for the doctors and... It was, I hated it. I tried to use the Mind with the reference for Champion Hill as an album name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because we were talking about it, um, I, had a, I had another crazy dream that I was like playing every day, going, Jamie. <laughs> I was playing Fit Buff at, at, at Champion Hill. I can't read what team it is. No. It's no Dagenham it's, Red. It's, it's no like Dagenham, no. It's something like that, you know, just a, uh, <laughs> I feel almost shy. You know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I've just got kind of basic chords, but I don't know what rhythm to do it, but this would be the, the melody. All my dreams are so lucid. Fantastic. I put myself in the shoes of a listener at the moment. 
who's just experienced, first of all, hearing the script and then hearing that, I don't think there's any greater gift we could give to the world than what we've just done there. That was a, that was fantastic. And I think right there is probably the, the best time to, to turn this off before people's heads explode. <laughs> don't want people crashing their cars. People crashing. The land this plane now. Land this plane now, pilot. Please, I've heard too much. <laughs> I have to get off. Um, <laughs> stop the train. Stop the train now, driver. I have to get off. I've heard too much. <laughs> people passing out on the treadmill. People just fainting like the first time they've heard the Beatles. What a podcast. It'll go down as episode 96 was the podcast that changed the lives of many. There you go. Aye. We're the LaFontaines and we we are constantly giving above our station. <laughs> constantly doing unpaid overtime. But it, but, it, but it doesn't need to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> In all honesty, you're probably sitting at home thinking, I've followed this band for nearly 12, 13, 14 years. At what point did they get what they deserve? If you're feeling like that, and I'm sure there's a, a hell of a lot of you out there feeling like that, the best thing you do is reach into your wallet and pull out your debit card and transfer as much cash <laughs> as you can <laughs> <laughs> to the patron. I remember those three years, so uh, the, the sure. average donation is usually about, is it like a US, 100 US dollars or? Oh no, that was last year. It's way up from that now. <laughs> so, a thousand US dollars, <laughs> or whatever he can spare, really. <laughs> yeah. Rupees. Send your rupees, and I will be happy to share them. And that can keep creating this app, yeah, because Lord knows it's about time. Um, as we always say in the podcast, thanks for listening, if you're listening for free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you shouldn't, shouldn't, you shouldn't be. <laughs> Telenation, Tagapal, um, another day, another cast. Peace, love, and unity. Put in the mixer. You know the drill, as we always say. <laughs> Good night, Vienna. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.